That call to prayer in the distance marks the end of another day here in Komombo in southern Egypt. And far out to the horizon, there's just barren wasteland, some ramshackle huts and little else. Hunched over a rickety coffee table inside one of those shelters, 82-year-old Aisha sits, muttering, grasping at her rosary beads with shaky hands. She's praying quietly for the return to her homeland. I remember all the details of the old villages. We used to have a water wheel and two cows that ran it, bringing water from the Nile to our house. And I remember when we harvested the dead bones, many things we lost. Aisha is one of the first generation of Nubians internally displaced following the Egyptian state's damming of the Nile more than 50 years ago. Now her childhood home lies submerged under one of the largest man-made lakes in the world, Lake Nasser. Many Nubians like Aisha long to return to the ancestral homelands around the lake. The Egyptian authorities say they are looking at developing houses for the Nubians there. But the younger generation of Nubians believe the government's interests are commercial. Just after midnight, I went to a shisha cafe to meet local activists, huddled together with their heads bowed. Looking cautiously around them, they told me a group of their friends had recently been arrested, but they are prepared to risk their own safety to tell their story. When you hear that uh, the government would allow to businessmen to investment in the Nubian lands, they will gain it just for them. They will let us be there and just watching them. Yeah, the government will sell it. To me, it feels like they are occupying us, occupying our land. So it's not acceptable at all. We asked the Egyptian government for a comment, but no one was available to speak to us. But in the past, the authorities have said they are committed to implementing Nubians' demands and to developing Nubian villages without any discrimination. In response, these activists are taking to the streets. Last November, a caravan of Nubians blocked a 300-kilometre stretch of road towards Abu Simbel on the Sudanese border. I'm on my way there to meet one of the protest organisers who has been urging the government to adopt an inclusive approach. He didn't want to be named. The government didn't try to even negotiate with the Nubians. That have made a huge, a huge hurt in the, in the Nubians' uh, hearts. You have to partner or you have to share this, this information with the, with the Nubians. When they can come back to their original land, you, they will find the land, not just uh, some, uh, some company. They are just manipulating us. They are just trying to speak with us and they are doing a totally different thing. And many older Nubians believe another reason the government are building on their land is to access Nubia's mineral wealth. Safar Mahmoud Hassan is a retired minister of geology and hydrology. He claims foreign investors have already started to plunder Nubia's resources. There is many investors working in quarries, quarrying clays, quarrying uh, granite. So this is an area very rich in natural resources? Yes, yes, and especially mining resources. 
they are working now, till now. Kuwait and some from Saudi Arabia working now. And it's this that lies at the heart of the Nubian protests, a desire among young people to return to the cultivation and agriculture their ancestors once enjoyed. First thing, me and all Nubians will take our lands, our right, and live there, do our old activities, old lifestyle, have a nice time, have a nice life. Now it's different.